Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the How Social Are You podcast, where we ask the question, are we more or less social because of social media? This is Mark Lindheimer, and you are listening to podcast episode number six. Today on the podcast, we're joined by social media startup CEO, entrepreneur, and millennial, Andrew Torba. Andrew and I connected on Twitter just a few weeks ago when his company, Gab.ai, came to my attention, and I've been involved with the beta community on the Gab Network for the last week and a half or so. It's been a great experience. To quote Andrew's Twitter profile, I'm fighting for a better internet that puts people first and promotes free speech for all. Hashtag speak freely. Andrew lives in San Francisco, literally in the shadow of Twitter corporate headquarters. I'm excited to have Andrew on the podcast and to learn about his plans for Gab. Let's start the show. coming on the podcast, Andrew. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I, I, I feel like we're both in the early stages of something, you know, necessary and, you know, we want to have an impact. So, you know, before we get started, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, what led you to Gab, a little bit about your backstory and, um, you know, kind of what got you to this point? Sure. So uh, I'm a 25-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, I'm located uh, in Silicon Valley here in San Francisco. Uh, and previously, I, I started my first company, uh, AutomateAds.com. Uh, and what we were doing was we were a third-party uh, developer uh, that was building on top of the Facebook Ads API, uh, the Twitter Ads API, and the Google AdWords API. So we were trying to help digital advertisers uh, automate the management of their ad spend using artificial intelligence to make it more efficient and to help them get uh, better results. Uh, so really, uh, that's the, the first problem, I guess you could say, when, when entrepreneurs are, are uh, 
solving problems, oftentimes they start out uh, solving problems that they have themselves. So I would say uh, that is problem number one in my book. Uh, being a third-party developer in what I call the big social uh, ecosystem is definitely not easy. Uh, these APIs are changing roughly every 90 days. And you know, when you're a small startup, small team, uh, it makes it almost next to near impossible to be able to innovate because if you don't keep up with the changes and if you, you're not compliant with their API changes, then everything you've built you know, for the past five years is broken. Uh, and, and this is something that happens roughly every 90 days. Uh, beyond that, it's it's very, very difficult to keep up with the pace of innovation. So uh, your team can be working on something for, you know, six months straight. And, um, you know, uh, three months later, uh, one of the big social companies will roll it out. And all of a sudden, all that work is, is, is gone to waste. Um, and there's just very little transparency. There's a lot of shady stuff that goes on. And in general, I think, uh, developers have been treated very, very poorly by big social. And that's something that uh, I personally have experienced. And that's something that we're very passionate about at Gab. And that's that's one of the reasons that we're uh, welcoming developers with open arms here. Uh, the second problem that I saw and what really, uh, you know, kind of pushed me over the edge is uh, here in Silicon Valley, you know, one of the most progressive and, and liberal, uh, you know, places in the world, arguably, uh, it's very, very difficult to be a conservative. Uh, beyond that, it's even more difficult to be a conservative who supports Donald Trump. Uh, it's not the most popular opinion here. So I, uh, you know, not only online, but also offline felt very uncomfortable and unable to speak freely. Um, and, and that is another big, uh, you know, uh, I guess, motivation behind why I wanted to start Gab, because uh, I myself felt unable to, to speak freely, not only online, but also offline. And I think uh, culturally speaking, that's something that, uh, you know, millions and millions of people out there feel. Um, and I think it's pretty evident just by the, the traction that we've gotten, you know, through word of mouth uh, after only being live for about a week. Uh, there's clearly a demand for this and there are clearly other people feel this way. No, there's there's no doubt about it. You've you've found uh, a sweet spot. And it's something that, you know, is necessary. You know, free speech is so important. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, having that passion about creating a platform where all parties can come, uh, not just a particular segment of the, of the population or an interest, you know, is, is, you know, opens up the world to, to a huge audience and a huge opportunity for you. And that's sort of, you know, one of the questions I had, you know, why did you decide to create Gab? Um, but also, who is it for? You know, who is it not for, if anybody? You know, sure. and, and, and why is it different? You know, you're, you're creating a movement so how are you doing that? And, you know, I've obviously been, you know, plugged in since, you know, pretty early in the in the list, latest iteration of the of your beta program. And I've seen this thing grow and you've announced some of the numbers. Um, so it's it's very exciting to be a part of, you know, those are some of the questions that I have, you know, who, who's it for and who's it not for? And, you know, why is it different? Sure. So Gav's mission is really simple. Uh, I think you could tell a lot about uh, a company, uh, specifically in the technology space, by what their mission is. Our mission is, is very, very simple. It's to put people first and to promote free speech for everybody. That's it. Those are the only two things that, that we're trying to do here. And I want to make something very, very clear. Uh, I think, you know, obviously the problem right now online 
with some censorship or some suppression of different ideas is heavily biased uh, towards conservatives. So we're seeing a lot of demand from, you know, what people would label the alt-right or, you know, conservatives that are, you know, all over the country that feel like they're unable to express their opinion or that they're not welcome on these other social platforms. So, um, you know, we knew this uh, going into this uh, and we knew that, you know, by me being a Trump supporter and that's that's kind of why I, I, I want to be very open and very honest about my own political opinions because I want it to be known that, yes, I believe this, but what I'm trying to do here and what we're trying to do here is much bigger than any one person. It's much bigger than me. Uh, again, like you said, you, you called it a movement. Um, it, and I think it is a movement. I think it's a cultural movement where, um, you know, people are sick and tired of, uh, you know, being taken advantage of by these big social companies. So, uh, you know, again, going back to our mission of putting people first, um, you know, there are millions of people, um, you know, that sit online all day, every day. Uh, creating high quality content, producing videos, uh, if you're a journalist, you know, covering breaking news all day long. Uh, and these people get nothing, uh, you know, for that work. Uh, they were promised distribution from big social and they got it very early on. But now what we've seen over the past two or three years is a transition to pay to play um, and, you know, essentially creating this need, especially from publishers, uh, you know, from from traditional media outlets such as, uh, you know, uh, journalists and and news organizations and, and online publishers that, um, you know, basically are stuck uh, on these platforms and uh, what I would call are being extorted uh, for their personal data. Uh, because that data is then obviously being sold to advertisers. And one of the biggest problems that big social has is that they put, um, and I think probably our world and this country has, is that uh, business, uh, you know, forgot the point of business, which is to help people and to, to create value in the world. Uh, and I think that many businesses today, including big social, uh, are only focused about shareholder value and shareholder return. That's their only core focus. And a lot of them have lost uh, you know, their, their grounding of, you know, trying to make the world more open connected in Facebook's, uh, you know, case, um, or, you know, in Twitter's case, uh, heavily promoting free speech, uh, when they first launched and, you know, definitely drifting away from that over the past five years or so. So, uh, you know, that's something that we want to change. And I think that that is a movement that is, is, is really, and that's an idea that is out there right now. And I think up until this point, um, you know, there are no alternatives. Like if you look at the space right now, Facebook owns about every major social app in the space. Uh, Facebook owns WhatsApp. They own Instagram. Uh, you know, they're taking down uh, Snapchat now by, you know, copying their features in Instagram. Um, and when you think about it, really, Snapchat, uh, I have a lot of respect for them because they're the only independent, uh, you know, social network that has a pretty large audience that isn't owned by one of the top four that are in Silicon Valley. Uh, and the other thing, too, that I think is, is something that's really lacking here in Silicon Valley is uh, conservative leadership. So obviously, once again, you know, it's, it's one of the most progressive, liberally progressive cities in the world. Um, and I think that when we have, you know, four or five, a handful of companies that are controlling the narrative and deciding what is, quote unquote, news for over a billion people every single month, and the majority of the employees at those four or five companies are progressively liberal. And just about every major leader uh, in the space is extremely progressive liberal. So I think it's time for uh, a conservative tech leader to step up 
and to represent, uh, to be representative of conservatives and to look after the best interests, not only of conservatives, but of everybody. Uh, and again, to put people first for the first time, uh, instead of shareholders, instead of profits, instead of advertisers, to put the people, uh, you know, the, the people are why the platform exists. Without the people, none of these platforms, like, imagine signing onto Facebook and having nobody using it. It would be useless. You would leave in five seconds. So without people, uh, these platforms cannot thrive. And I think right now there's, there's a wide open opportunity for a new platform to emerge that puts people first and promotes free speech. No, absolutely. And, you know, what came to mind when you when you stated your mission statement is is um, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as long as you keep that at the core foundation of your you know, brand, of your company, of your culture, you, know, you have a huge opportunity. You have an absolutely huge opportunity, and and I've, I'm a huge fan of that book. Um, you know, I think entrepreneur, every entrepreneur should read that book. And um, you know, I'm super impressed that that you've, you know, you just translated that right there. You that is your why. Absolutely, though. No. I mean, I, I think the other important thing too is that. Um, whether you have a community of you know 3,000 people on a social network or 300 million, uh, I think the CEO and, and the founder and the leader of that platform is really going to set the tone and set the environment of how people on that platform engage with each other. So if, if you're censoring people, if you're suppressing different opinions that you don't necessarily agree with, politically speaking, um, you can expect you know, those people that, uh, you know, are probably half of your user base to probably be a little bit angry. Um, so I think that, you know, starting out from, uh, from scratch here, uh, and setting the tone and, um, you know, making it known that, Hey, this is a platform for everybody. Like this isn't just a conservative version of Twitter, um, and, or an alt right version of Twitter. Uh, this is a platform that, that has a, a, a vision to change the way that, um, you know, people, and uh, free speech are viewed online. Oh, excellent. Um, you know, the other thing that came to mind is, you know, conservative thought leaders within the tech community. You know, I saw a tweet that you 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 uh, you put up today, I think, about kind of reaching out to or trying to make contact with somebody that's in the community that's been very successful has actually been in the news sure. lately. And sure. so, you know, how is the, the networking going for you uh, in, in the space and, and outside the space? And, and do, you, do you find that people are willing to help you in this regard? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, like I said, we're getting a lot of uh, obviously conservative influencers at this point. Uh, today, we actually had Laura Southern uh, join the platform. That's awesome. Uh, we had uh, uh, Cassie Dillon, who herself was actually uh, banned and suspended from Twitter, uh, you know, for having conservative viewpoints. Um, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos uh, has an account on the platform. He is not active yet, uh, but we are in touch uh, and members of his team are on Gab actively right now. Um, so, again, we're attracting a lot of the, the bigger conservative, um, you know, even I would I would label it as alt-right uh, community. But. Uh, you know, that community is uh, being very, very receptive of other ideas and other people. And, and, and again, that's something that I'm trying to set the tone on and something that I'm working hard on every single day is to invite as many progressives and centrists and libertarians and uh, people that are apolitical and, and don't care about politics at all into the platform uh, because we don't want it to just be, you know, a big uh, political echo chamber. Like, obviously, right now we have a lot of people who are interested in politics, 
uh, primarily a lot of conservatives who feel like their voice isn't being heard and they can't speak freely online. Uh, but, you know, as we go forward and as we start to build out Gab, uh, I think that, you know, uh, we're going to you know, see a lot of demand, uh, you know, from other people. And uh, one of the things that's been refreshing to me is that, um, you know, the censorship issue is not an issue that progressives and, uh, you know, people on the left or in the center are blind to. Uh, I think that they see it, they're aware of it, and they're disgusted by it, even if it benefits their political ideas and their political motivations. They're still disgusted by the fact that people are being censored. And I think that that gives me a lot of hope. And, um, you know, that 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 makes me feel good about what we're doing, um, you know, for the long term here. Uh, it's it's so true that, you know, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it, uh, the reaction and the response across the spectrum you know, to things that have happened, for instance, to Milo. And so, you know, to have to bring people together of all, you know, all walks of life, all all different, uh, you know, colors of the political spectrum, you know, is is really a powerful uh, effort that you you have. And, and I wanted to and you kind of touched on it, but, you know, what kind of communities do you see being built uh, on the Gab platform, you know, beyond politics, do you do you have um, kind of a vision for for where that goes? You know, because November eighth isn't that far away. You know, after <laughs> sure. that, it's like okay, you know, the, the the election's over. Now, what do we do? Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, what we're seeing right now uh, is a lot of folks that are into gaming. Um, and I think that we're pulling a lot of folks from the Gamergate uh, community. So that's kind of a big vertical that's growing pretty quickly for us right now. Um, obviously, we have politics, which is a, a pretty big community, <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. big chunk of the community right now. Uh, beyond that, we see people getting into sports. And, you know, uh, you know, political discussions are, are one thing, but you can only talk about them for so long. Like You can only restate your position on, on the issues so many times. So it's important for us to encourage, you know, different types of discussion and different types of communities uh, very early on. And one of the ways that we're trying to do that is by inviting different influencers into the community. So, for example, one of our cabbers, uh, you know, mentioned that he's working on getting Jay Cutler, uh, who is a professional uh, bodybuilder, uh, Mr. Olympia, one of the best in the world, onto the platform. Uh, so if we can bring those influencers onto the platform, uh, we believe that their audiences will follow. And one of the ways that we want to incentivize them and something that plays into our mission, again, of putting people first is giving people the ability to monetize uh, their content on Gab. So, again, going back to this narrative of, uh, you know, folks being uh, extorted and, and uh, not treated fairly for the amount of time and the amount of effort that they put into creating high quality content online all day, every day. Uh, what we envision is something similar to what Twitch has. So a tipping system or a donation system, uh, or also a, a subscription system where, uh, you know, gabbers can share exclusive content with people that, you know, subscribe to their gab channel. Uh, so these are some of the ways that we're thinking about empowering our users to actually generate real money, uh, and, and hopefully a living, uh, you know, gabbing all day. Uh, that's, that's really the vision here is, is to have, uh, you know, people be empowered to do what they love all day, whether that's sharing funny memes or, uh, covering a breaking news story or, uh, you know, sharing their art or, or anything really creative, um, that, that, that millions of people right now are, are doing for free and entertaining the eyeballs that, that Facebook is selling back to advertisers for very little, for very little return uh you know again they were promised distribution and and now it's it's quickly becoming pay to play so that's gone away so there's there's not much left there 
No, that's that's wonderful. I mean, that you covered you covered two really important topics that I wanted to cover: monetization, as well as the communities. And and actually, it's interesting you mention uh, the bodybuilder. I am actually interviewing next month a uh, professional bodybuilder who is a, an all-natural bodybuilder. He's a, a super heavyweight. I've known him for years, and I've watched him on social media. His name's Melvin Alston. And so uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, having that conversation about how social media has impacted his, you know, his brand, and then also inviting him into Gab uh, yeah. and, and, and seeing if he can, uh, you know, bring, you know, his wagons along into a, a, a very uh, interactive world. And so I, I love that you're, you're going in that direction. That's just one thing that comes to mind based on what you talked about. Um, let me ask you about this. You know, what, what kind of trends are you seeing? And this is a big question. So, you know, what kind of trends are you seeing in social media? And, and how will they impact Gab um, as you go forward? I know you're, you know, you're in the first days of the of the business, but you know, we all keep sure. our finger on the pulse. Videos become such a big deal, right? Sure. With Snapchat, with Instagram Stories, you know, with with uh, you know Facebook Live, you know, this type of technology is so powerful, and you know, and it's it's this this content is amazing right and so sure. so i wanted to see not necessarily video but what trends do you see and how do you see those impacting gab as you go forward sure so i think again my only focus is is putting people first and promoting free speech online that is that is all i think about all day long uh and whatever features are or uh you know functionality that we can add to gab to make that happen uh that's what i want to focus on in terms of overall trends though i think one of the bigger ones right now is uh virtual reality and augmented reality um, i think that we can get into some pretty cool content creation tools around that to help gabbers uh create pretty unique and interesting content uh, you know, you're talking about video content. Imagine uh, being able to overlay different AR stickers or emojis or drawings, uh, you know, something similar to what Snapchat's working on, uh, you know, in that space, uh, I think is, is something that's very interesting to me. Obviously, mobile is, is crucially important. Um, you know, the world is mobile at this point. The majority of Gab users right now are mobile. Uh, thankfully, we have a, a pretty beautiful, uh, responsive mobile web, uh, you know, site right now. But uh, we are in the process of working on uh, native mobile applications for iOS and Android. Obviously, we, you know, that's that's a that's a major uh, top level priority for us at the moment. Um, you know, beyond that, though, I, I'm really excited. I'm most excited about the ability for Gabbers to monetize their stream and monetize their content and monetize their time on Gab. Um, and then outside of that, you know, if there are new trends or new things that are spotting up, uh, we're looking to the community again, playing back into the, the people first mission. I, you know, we're actively asking the community like, hey, you know, what do you want to see? Uh, you know, what feature would be cool? Uh, how can we improve this? How can we make this better? And our team is constantly watching these things. Now, at the end of the day, you know, we have to make I, I would have to make the executive decision and say, hey, let's go this path. Let's go that path uh, based on that feedback. So from my shoes, I'm looking for different trends, uh, not only in our user base, but obviously in, in technology in general uh, as we go forward here. Um, main focus right now is be ready for scale because we expect this to reach millions of users very quickly. Um, and then, you know, our next goal will be hundreds of millions and then billions. Uh, so that's what we're focused on right now. Uh, that's, that's, uh, awesome. I love, I love your vision. Um, I, I really too believe that, that, uh, you know, VR is, is something that's coming fast. And, um, the, the, you know, that's one of the areas where, you know, th this, 
this group of of uh, different types of interests uh, communities will will really bring all kinds of exciting content. Because um, in the end, you know, you are pe- you're putting the the people first and giving us an opportunity to deliver and share our content. I mean, that's what exactly. I love about you know being a part of Gab so early and building you know uh, a community around you know what my podcast is about. You know, we, you know, we ask the question, you know, are we more or less social? Because of social media, and I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, turn that question towards you. You know, you're a millennial. You're a CEO sure. of a social media company. You know, uh, but when you really boil it down, when you look around, when you're walking the streets of San Francisco or sitting in restaurants, you know, in Palo Alto, you know, do you see the social interaction one on one, people to people? You know, do you see that being impacted by social media by our mobile devices? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you were to say no, you would be lying <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't notice this. Um, and, you know, something I said earlier, uh, I think is is uh, relevant here, which is uh, what I'm starting to see is that stuff that happens online uh, or cultural things that happen online uh, start to drift out into the real world. Uh, so in our example, right, in my personal example, like I felt unable to speak freely across social media. And then I, I quickly found that that actually transferred into the real world where if somebody would bring up Trump in conversation, I would be like, oh, I want to jump on this or, or correct them or fact check them or whatever. But I'd have to bite my tongue because I felt like, oh, boy, what, what am I starting here if this gets out? Um, and it's sad that in the United States of America in the year 2016 – uh, that I am afraid to speak about my political opinion publicly. Uh, <laughs> that is something to me that that is just mind blowing, uh, and that that's a that's a big reason you know why I'm doing this. But yeah, I, I absolutely think that technology has had um, an impact on how we interact with each other in social settings in the real world, uh, without a doubt. If for the better or for the worse, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that we have, you know, obviously much more access to information and knowledge and um, uh, other resources that, you know, even, you know, 20 years ago would have been unthinkable uh, at the speed and at the scale that, that we have right now. So obviously there are infinite number of, of positive things uh, when it comes to technology and the Internet and information. But, uh, you know, we can't forget what makes us human. And I think we can't forget what connects us. Uh, and if you're looking at a screen when you're having a conversation with someone, you're not in that conversation. Uh, there's just no way around it. If you're not engaging with somebody, if you're not looking them in the eyes and communicating with them when you're talking to them, then you're not giving them the respect and the attention that they deserve for proper discourse to take place. Well, yeah, you're not present. Um, you yep, know, what exactly. I love about what you and I are doing right now is we're completely present. You know, exactly. And and even though you're, you know, in Northern California and San Francisco and I'm in L.A., you know, we're present for this moment and we're connecting on a personal level. I'm learning about you and you're learning about me. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we're in a restaurant or if we're, you know, even in a meeting, you know, these types of things, the, the phone is so close. It was interesting. I was reading an article that came across my feed about a 16 year old girl. Literally, this made the news, a 16 year old girl who gave up her smartphone. And got a flip phone because mm, I the, see the, that. the smart I see phone that. was stressing her out. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, uh, you should be in my shoes right now where I'm getting, you know, thousands of notifications across almost every channel. Uh, it's it's very difficult to to keep up with. And, 
you know, on my end, like I want to provide such a great first experience with Gab. So I try to reply to everybody almost instantaneously. Uh, if they're reaching out to me, if they're asking a question, whether it's on Cab or on Twitter or on LinkedIn or via email, I'm trying to get back to them as fast as I possibly can. Um, which is which is really difficult when you have thousands of conversations and thousands of people, uh, you know, looking for your eyeballs, uh, you know, day in and day out. So that that is really draining to me, and and that's why on my end, uh, you know, I like to take downtime uh, and and get out. You know, I, this weekend I went on a hike. Um, and, you know, just didn't even look at my phone. Uh, and it was so freeing and, and, and almost like uh, emptying the, uh, the recycling bin uh, on my brain from the week, right? Uh, and, and getting a fresh start if, if I'm going to use a, a computer-based uh, metaphor here. Uh, that's, uh, and it's, so, uh, it's so true. You know, we all need to have that reset. Um, we all need to disconnect, even if it's if, uh, if it's for a few minutes. And um, you know, I love that story about the girl. You know, because you know, any of us can can make the decision. Um, the messages are all going to be there. <laughs> now you're in a little bit different situation, um, but you know, the more you can find that time, uh, you know, the the more effective you're going to be. Right. Sure. Sure. And I, I think a lot of people spend, uh, you know, I might get yelled at for this, but too much time on the Internet. <laughs> right. Like I think a lot of people just uh, it gets to the point where you're surfing and flipping between apps uh, and you don't even realize that you're doing it. It's like almost like a subconscious thing, like jumping between five or six different apps, just checking your notifications to see if anything new came in or refreshing the feed. Uh, and, and the fear of missing out is something that is is very real, I believe, because, you know, everybody wants to be the first one to share, you know, your favorite artist's new song the second it comes out. And that's nothing new, like culturally, right? Like this is like uh, we're in high school and it's like I found this band first before you type mm -hmm, deal. Mm -hmm. But 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 at scale. Right. So uh, ego is a is a very fascinating thing on the Internet. And I think that. Uh, you know, the concept of, of notifications, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the studies that show that notifications and, and uh, you know, alerts, certain sounds are, are actually triggering dopamine in the brain, yep. uh, which is just something that kind of blows my mind. Uh, but the thing to keep in mind and the thing that's very, very important when you see studies like this is that it's not the, the notification itself. It's not the sound itself. It's what it represents. And what it represents is the people behind uh, that notification. So that, that I think is something that kind of keeps me uh, a little bit hopeful when I see studies like that. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, you're, I'm, I'm sure you're probably familiar with Mike Cernovich and his blog, uh, Danger and Play. He wrote a post, um, gosh, I don't know how long ago, and it was titled, If You're, you know, if you're Connecting, You're Not Reflecting. And he yes. basically encouraged us, uh, and I really, you know, make uh, every attempt to practice this on a daily basis to start my day, you know, disconnected. You know, uh, to to find the that time before the day starts where I'm not responding, you know, to notifications and emails and and uh, you know, private message and thing like things like that. That I get into, yep. you know, that routine of of centering myself. Mm -hmm. And and this is something that you know many many successful people talk about. You know, kind of starting that that morning uh, in airplane mode. If you will, yep. and, and yep. putting yourself first, consuming water, you know, meditating, you know, reading yep. something, you know, spiritual or personal development, uh, yep. eating something healthy, exercising, getting that all done in the first hour before even responding to anything, because it's all going to still be there. And, exactly. um, you it's, know, not it's not going anywhere. You know, it may be building up in the background, but that's yeah. <laughs> OK. You know, you can't function at a level 
that that your you know that your audience or your your partners or your customers or your friends and family you know w- would like you to respond or function at without you being the best you know you can be and uh, and so you know that that's part of what I'm trying to bring to you know our culture to my audience to you know the the world is you know it's okay to disconnect it's okay and there are some strategies that you can implement to help you you know still be incredibly functional and productive yet at the same time be uh connecting with people or yourself on a personal level uh, so that you can be, you know, again, the best version of yourself. So, um, you know, this, this has been great. You know, Andrew, I'm so happy we were able to do this. Um, you know, l- let me ask you a quick question. You know, you're, you're just a few weeks into the launch. Um, you know, when you sit back uh, before you, you know, flip the switch to go, you know, however many weeks you're into this, you know, where do you, where do you, f- find yourself relative to your expectations and um you know are are you you know you kind of leaning towards i'm i'm happy uh you know or i'm you know i i want to do more or i thought by this time you know those kind of questions that you ask and question yourself you know really you know the numbers you know the metrics you know exactly how many uh people have have signed up um, mm-hmm. You know, can, give us a sense of where you're at right now and where do you see, you know, the platform just in the next horizon, 30, 60, 90 days? Sure, sure. So I would say uh, I have this uh, sensational feeling that uh, I've been in tech for the past five years and I can't help but feel about Gab that everything that I went through, all the trials and tribulations and lessons learned and and falling flat on my face as an entrepreneur over the past five years in the technology space has all led up to this point in time. Uh, And I feel like uh, this is my life's work. This is going to be my life's work. This is going to be my life's purpose. Uh, And I really do believe that. And in terms of my expectations, um, you know, I honestly, I knew it was going to be big. Uh, and I knew it was going to happen fast, but I had no idea uh, it would be this fast. And I had no idea that the reaction would be this positive. And again, I'll say that that is something that gives me and fills me uh, with hope for this world that so many people out there, so many prominent people out there uh, believe in and want to fight for free speech. Uh, that's wonderful. And, and uh, you know, I'm right there with you. And uh, I think it's uh, crucially important. I also believe that there are no coincidences. And, absolutely and, not. And, and everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Everything happens for a reason. And you were you were prepared for this moment. And uh, and and, you know, I'm really proud of what you've accomplished. And, and I look forward to being a part of the Gab community to you know, participating and, and, uh, and contributing and also f- tracking your progress. And I hope, you know, uh, we can plan for one year from now to have, you know, a revisited podcast where we talk about, you know, uh, the, the, the time we talked before early on and, and where we are today, you know, a year from now. So I make that invitation to you now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I gladly accept and I'm humbled by your words and I'm very grateful, uh, you know, for your belief in us, uh, very early on. And, uh, thank you for helping us spread the word about this, this movement that we're, uh, we're building here. Well, I, 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 uh, I, I appreciate you, you know, having me and including me as a part of it. So, um, let's, let's, uh, let's just let the listeners know where they can find you, where they can find Gab and, and, uh, you know, how they can get, uh, involved. 
Sure. So right now we're, we're still in uh, private beta and uh, you can sign up and, and claim your spot in line at www.gabgab.ai. Perfect. And where can they find you on social media? Well, you can find me on Gab, actually. Uh, I'm at A. Uh, but if you want to find me on other channels, my handle is uh, at TorbaHacks. So that's T-O-R-B-A-H-A-X. Perfect. Um, well, Andrew, it's been uh, absolutely amazing. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, to bring your, your story and your message to our listeners. And, and I look forward to you know being a daily participant in Gab and, and uh, also connecting with you about a year from now. And, uh, you know, for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed and found value in this uh, sixth episode of the How Social Are You podcast. You know, peel, please feel free to share it on your social media channels with your followers. You know, you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, on Spreaker and Google Play. You know, your ratings and comments are, are really helpful on iTunes, so we really appreciate that. And if you have any questions about the podcast, you know, you can uh, connect with me. Uh, uh, on Gab, I'm at ML, and on Twitter, I'm M Lindheimer. Same with Instagram, and uh, you can also email me at the How Social Are You Podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, everybody, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.